0: Oh man. All right. Let's do this, man. It's time. Um we're going right. to we're going to get into it. Um I don't I don't really know how I'm going to edit this video and everything, but I'm just going to like I'm going to make this the marker to enter into phase 1. Uh so there going to be three phases. We have phase 1 is the introduction, of who you are, um what you do, what you fancy, everything like that. All right. And phase All 2 right. is going to be like a broad overview of like machine learning. Um, and a broad overview of what you're doing for research and whatnot. And then phase three, which I think is going to be the trickiest because we're going to be pretty drunk by then, but it's going to be the most in depth, like, you know,
1: (laughs) okay. Hardcore
0: questions about your research. (laughs) Okay. So it's going
1: to be like kind of counterintuitive, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. Okay. I'm just trying to like, I mean, I want this to be a learning experience for like anyone, you know, I want this, I want... Um, a regular, anyone, common, common person to be able to listen to this and be able to be like, oh shit, I, I can understand what he's researching, you know, that's actually pretty cool. So that's why, like, I'm trying to make everything, turn everything into, like, common terms, like, using common terms okay. and stuff like that. Um, All right. So, I guess we just, um, let's see, is there anything else I have to say before we get into it? I don't, I don't think so. Why don't you just, like, why don't you just give a introduction about yourself and take it from there?
1: All right. So who I am? I'm William Mitchell, 22 years old, just graduated from Belmont University. Um, I'm planning on going to the University of North Texas in the fall for uh, their PhD physics program. Uh, I recently did or presented my research on neural networks and audio. Um, I worked with Dr. Scott Hawley. Anything else you want? He's a lad. He's a lad. He talk
0: to me about Dr. Hawley. Ho- <laughs> no, I'm just. Kidding. <laughs> 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 um, cool. Well, all right. Is there anything else that I need to talk about? This, uh, what, what's going on? Hopefully, it's gonna be like a a weekly thing. I'm gonna bring in different people that are doing research and. Um, just interview them about what's going on, because I think a common uh, disconnect between people that are outside of like academia or school or whatnot and researchers is that it's like, you know, researchers have to use the scientific lingo to get their point across. Right. And when scientific lingo comes into the equation, you know, a high schooler or anyone else that's not in school currently, like, are just going to you know flip the switch and not listen to it cuz they don't know what's going on. So uh that's that's the that's the point of this and it's basically aimed for anyone all ages and we're going to do our best to um tell the audience what Mr. Mitchell is researching um and we're going to do it drunk to make it more entertaining. <laughs> Yeah, Master um, Mitchell, I like that. <laughs> the doctor, Dr. Dr. Mitchell. Future Dr. Mitchell. Oh, <laughs> what? Postpone that for a couple couple of years. Um Right, alright. So um you're doing let me pull up your let me find your paper. Cause you sent me a paper and I read through it, and god damn, I'll tell you. Um that, that's, a, that's a doozy. But it's pretty cool. So just from the title, signal training. Signal train continued modeling time-dependent nonlinear signal processing effects using deep neural networks. That's that's a mouthful, right yeah. there. Um, what are you doing? What's Definitely. what's going on? What
1: what are you doing? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, in brief, so first, signal train is the name of the model we use. It's right. not anything else. That's just like the name that we came up for it. And so as like a broad, super broad overview, we train computers and more explicitly neural networks, how to model audio effects, like common audio effects that aren't already easily modeled.
0: Okay. And what do you mean by audio effects?
1: Like, So the, before I really started, the only thing they did was compressors mainly because they were the hardest things to model at the time that like for whatever reason at the time we didn't know why but for whatever reason compressors just turned out to be like the hardest things that like computers could learn how to do right um my research did extended that compressor research and then we also went into preamps how preamps work um and then we we did a little bit with analog gear so la2a compressors and then i used some other people's uh, data sets or like their other people's audio to model uh, Leslie B3 Hammond's, their chorus and tremolo effects.
0: Okay. And for like someone, cause I feel like we're pretty spoiled being at Belmont and all these audio engineers yeah. and stuff that are, if they're listening in, they know what we're talking about with compressors and stuff. But for someone who doesn't even know what like a compressor is um, or equalizer or general audio effects, essentially right. that's just, you know, you have a uh, let's say two chains in the studio, right? He's <laughs> let's say Not he's annoying. spitting bars into the microphone. Yeah, the the mm-hmm. audio producers they don't use that exact um, signal from the microphone. They have to manipulate it or add effects to it to make it sound, you know, better through the radio.
2: Yeah,
0: right, and that's where. Yeah different effects like equalizer compressor phaser whatnot that's what you're trying to model um
1: yeah we don't want well to to be fair i only try to model nonlinear effects which we can get into yeah okay that's linear
0: (laughs) we'll get into that let's get into that later because that's one of the that's one of the uh more in-depth questions um okay cool so that's so that's what you're doing and why do you have to use machine learning for that?
1: Uh, so that c- does kind of get into the difference between nonlinear and linear. But essentially, okay. these effects are too hard to model mathematically. Like, especially analog effects. Like, it would be so insane to math- mathematically model like all the circuitry instead of one single analog box. Right. That. Right now, because, like, computation power has increased, like, so much over the last couple of years, like, the resources are, like, kind of readily available to, for anyone, really, or anyone with a little bit of a budget to make a machine learning box that can, like, has the power to model or use, like, deep learning techniques to model different things.
0: Okay, okay. So and when you say deep learning, that's like a part of machine learning, right? That's like yeah, deep,
1: yeah. The some of these definitions get a little bit fluid. Yeah. Uh, but like essentially, deep learning is just like machine learning that has like a lot of layers or like a lot of things going on.
3: Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. And so, what do you what are you trying to? If you model like a compressor or something, what what yeah. do you get out of that? Like. Would you? Would it become like um, something that the uh, open source code that you'd give to people, like put on GitHub or something, and people could just download yeah. it and f- essentially have like a La Toule compressor style um, on their own? Or
1: yeah, So in theory, like if everything worked perfectly, you could do that. Although it probably like is illegal to just give people yeah. like how to model La But uh. <laughs> But uh, I mean, other than like just furthering the computer science community and like neural net, like machine learning research, Mm -hmm. um, I think it has like really specific applications in the in like the real world or the commercial world. Like, if you take a machine learning, like one of our networks, and you model it on like just vocals, um, it could be like a a useful tool to have, like how to signal or single out vocals from uh, a source then you can use that as like a a noise reduction device
3: okay
1: so like the odd like the the network would be able to understand anything that's vocals and quiet anything that isn't vocals
0: that's pretty i mean just from like my bullshit raps i've been making that that'd be pretty helpful for you know, anyone that's in a home studio or something that doesn't have a proper vocal booth. Um, yeah. I think
1: Nvidia just released like a product that does something similar to that. Yeah. But there's, there's a ton of different, ton of different ways you can go about it. There's a couple of different, like in, in the paper I sent to you, there's a couple of different commercial products. Like the, I think I said it, the fractal FX two or something like that. And they, they kind of use machine learning type techniques to, model different effects. Okay. As in like a commercial sense. So you can load it up all into one machine and then you have like all these effects in the same box.
0: Okay. And just like, do you think the like waves or like companies that are making these plugins would be upset at you guys?
1: Uh, maybe not at us specifically. Cause we're like, you know, our intentions is, is for academic purposes only, you know, I'm not trying to profit off this, I could see companies getting nervous that people could, like, at home, just recreate what they have and distribute it. Kind of like how Napster, like, messed up the music industry for songs where you could just download stuff anywhere. I could see, like, a similar thing happening for effects where you could just download any effect. (laughs) Which would be, like, insane.
0: Like, any effect modeled off of previously existing... Like, analog devices like analog. or something. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah. I could see that being... Is there, like, copyright issues with that? Like, do they have...
1: I mean, def- I mean, I would assume so, but, like, when you just throw stuff on the internet, you know, every man for himself.
0: I'm just curious, like, what do you know about, like, audio plugins, though? I'm just, If this isn't, like, your area, that's cool, but I'm just wondering, like, has Holly yeah. talked to you about or told you about, like, how the plugins work and stuff? And like, what's the difference between those plugins? I mean, I guess modeling you're using neural networks to model, but yeah. the plugins is just they're just code, right?
1: It's just. Yeah, yeah. So we can like our model, our model just needs like an input and an output. Yeah. Essentially, so when you give it both, it can train to make the input sound like the output. Okay. Um, but we can do that theoretically with any any effect. So we we er- were originally using. Dr. Eric Tars from Belmont, um, his hack audio effects, we were using his compressors. So they're just digital compressors that were yeah. built into our code. And you give raw audio to the compressor. It outputs the compressed audio. And then we use that as our input and output. And the only difference for like analog effects would be you'd have to have a, a raw audio. You'd save that. And then you put that raw audio through the analog compressor. And then you'd save that. And
0: then you give us those files and then we can do the input output thing. Okay. Alright. Yeah. Well, okay. So let's just uh I guess we'll just kind of bring it back to a more general scope. So right. what you're doing is for people that have been sticking with us this whole time, um you're taking in audio, right? Like any kind mm-hmm. of audio and the audio goes through your machine learning apparatus um and the machine learning thing will transform the sound of that audio mimicking an actual analog or hardware that would also mimicking what that analog hardware would do um and outputting a similar signal
1: right right so like all these effects have some characteristic pattern that they do like all compressors kind of work in the same way. They might sound a little different, but they all kind of do the same thing. That's why they're all called compressors and stuff. Yeah. So like we start with, you have to start with like a data set that has the normal audio and then the audio that's gone under the effect. And then you feed the normal audio to, I'll just call it like our computer or our network. You feed the normal audio to our network. The network does whatever like initially it does just whatever it wants and it sounds horrible and then we test that the output of our network to the output of what that effect would have done and then the the network sees what the differences are and tries to compensate and so over time you have to run this thing for like all our all our runs take 12 to 13 hours right now like that's how long it takes to yeah accurately model some of these things so yeah you know, hour after hour, it slowly and slowly compensates to get its output closer to the real output.
3: Gotcha.
0: Okay, yeah. so I mean, that's that's your process of training the training the neural network, right? Yeah. And with the finished product for someone, if you're like giving the finished product to someone, it wouldn't take that person like 15 hours or something to do it because the neural network would already be trained
1: yeah 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 like when it takes a couple seconds if you give it almost any like if you if you take one of our networks and you feed it a a full song like three and a half minutes it'll take 15 seconds to do its effect on that full song
3: okay cool
0: um so i guess we might have we probably should have started with this but whenever we talk about machine learning and your program training to learn to do something, that's all within, yeah. that's all within machine learning and artificial intelligence and whatnot. Just like, right. If you, to your best, uh, ability, like how, how does machine learning work? <laughs> like,
2: <what>? Dude. <laughs> like, Dude, I don't know, man.
1: <laughs> like
0: what's, what's I going see. on? Like, when you train something. Right. What is that?
1: So in, in in my world, it's a little different for everyone, I guess, that works in this field. Yeah. So like artificial intelligence is like the key word that are like buzzword that everyone knows. And so technically yeah. machine learning in the academic community is like a subsection of artificial intelligence. Right. And so machine learning is taking uh, a network or just like, a group essentially taking a computer and teaching it how to do something without manually teaching it letting it learn for itself and the way there's different ways you can let it learn but most commonly you give the the computer a task it performs that task and then you give it the correct answers and then it tries to match those correct answers the next time and it slowly, slowly learns how to do that over and over and over and over until it gets good enough that you can give it new information and can perform that same task on this new information and get the correct answers. That's yeah. how I think. That's how I do Where does
0: it, like, so if we compare, like, a machine learning computer that only, yeah. that has, that runs on only machine learning algorithms to, like, a newborn baby or something. Okay. Um, and let's, I don't know what task would be similar enough to be able to do this comparison, but right. es- essentially, when a baby learns something, it stores it in its memory and it says, oh, this is either good or bad. Like, yeah, I, I don't want to eat this lemon because it tastes bad. And so it right. recognizes what a lemon is and it stores that in its brain. Um, to avoid the lemon in future scenarios.
1: Okay.
0: With the like with a computer or a machine learning algorithm, you say yeah. it learns things. Where does it store or how does it store like the information? Yeah, learns, like what it learns. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it, in my experience or like in my knowledge with the processes that I use, I would say, so we use, oh, I don't want to like get too technical. All right. Um, Remember
0: three syllable limit. That's too technical three <laughs> syllables,
1: dude. I can't use anything more than that. <laughs> but uh, so we use these networks that have a lot of different kind of like layers or I guess like in layman's terms, you could say like filters okay. and each one of these filters Updates every time you give it information. So if it, so if you give it information, it'll th- these filters will do whatever the filter does, and then it gets an output, and you say that out- output was bad. So it changes its filters sometimes randomly, and if the it does the same thing, and if the output is better, it says, oh, well, let's keep doing that until it gets a bad or like a worse output, and then it changes it in a different way. And then if the output's better, it keeps doing that. The output starts to get worse. It changes it in a different way and we keep going and keep going. I guess like if you're like, to go with your baby analogy, (laughs) I would say it'd be like if a baby was learning how to cook and it was like, okay, a little bit of salt is good. Like it makes pasta and it's like, all right, adding a little bit of salt is good. And so the next time it makes pasta, it adds more salt. And it's like, oh, this pasta is even better. And the next time it adds way more salt. And it's like, this pasta is not good anymore. Yeah. So then it starts adding pepper. It's like, oh, now this pepper's kind of good. That's what I would say that's like a good analogy for how machine learning works.
0: Okay. And when the baby is cooking.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God
0: damn it. When the baby's cooking, it's the adult that's telling it that the pasta is good or isn't good.
1: So, so, sort of, sort of. So, like, the the end result or, like, the correct result is always there. Right. The the network or the baby doesn't see it until it's done, though. So, the baby will make pasta, compare, and then, like, it'll finish, and then be like, this is what your pasta should be. And goes, oh, I was kind of off. Let me do that again.
2: Gotcha. it does it again.
1: It's like, oh, I'm still a little off. Let me do that again. So, so the, the end result is hidden until the very end, and then they compare.
0: So the point of machine learning, I guess, is to complete a task that has already been completed.
1: Yeah. So to complete a task that already exists or has already completed well enough that you can start giving it new information that hasn't already gone, gone under that task.
0: Okay. Okay. So if the task was to take over the world,
1: yeah <laughs> are we fucked dude we uh, might be <laughs> yeah my, my networks might single handedly take over the world like ha-
0: the people that are worrying about artificial intelligence like <clears throat> taking over the world and stuff that's a pretty big leap to take from like learning how to signal process audio effects and stuff yeah It is a big leap. (laughs) I mean, granted that our technology is, like, exponentially growing. um,
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's a disconnect between how powerful computers are and how powerful, like, they could be, or, like, theoretically they could be, you know? Right. Like, theoretically, you could make an artificial intelligence that could take over the world, but not for another bajillion years or whatever, you know? Like, right now, I can barely get a computer to learn how to process audio, much yeah, less, like, right. do anything else, like, walk, you know?
3: Yeah, exactly. And,
0: yeah, so, I mean, that's that's interesting. And I guess, in theory, to get, like, a computer kind to take over the world, there would have to be a programmer behind it to at least get it started intentionally, yeah, I don't know. We're getting no, th- This is good. Did you know what I blame? I blame
1: <laughs> iRobot that movie with Will Smith. I never saw it, dude. You got to watch it. I blame yeah. that, dude. That movie <laughs> has made everybody afraid of artificial intelligence.
0: So the 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 gist is not to be afraid. It's most likely not going to be an issue because
1: yeah, dude. It's gonna. It's, we're so far away, bro. Like, all right good so good. far we can make computers learn a single task and that's right. it like the smallest task we can make like we can make them learn how to tell what is a dog and you can't t- You it doesn't learn how to tell what is dog and a cat it can only learn what what dogs are and that's it like it's going to be a long time before we learn how to
0: and that's dude, that's dude. just like recognizing something like a computer. It's not like even a robot that has like this consciousness that can. Dude, that's, no. so that's, far okay. away. So right, far so away. anyone that's listening, like, don't worry about it. We're we're good. We're, yeah. <laughs> for now at least. So far away. <laughs> um, all right, cool. So just to recap, phase two, I guess. Um, your research is you're creating or you're programming. A machine learning neural network or a machine learning program to mimic um, audio effects um, in order to improve the quality of audio of inputted audio um, just as like a analog compressor would do or analog equalizer yeah. um, I guess to get back on topic um, how is that going for you what like has what has been accomplished so far and what's, what's the next
1: step? So for me, like my specific research, um, like, because this was my senior project, i am kind of done, like there's not going to be a whole lot of future work I'm going to be doing right now. Yeah. But my research was mainly looking at, so like when I got to this project, the, the, the model was already there, the network was already there. They had already proven it could model compressors on random noise and like, or maybe different random audio. And so my kind of goal was to improve the network through different like process changes or like architecture changes and kind of see, or kind of poke and prod to see what the network can do. Like my research, lasted maybe like nine months or eight months or something like that. And a lot of it was just figuring out, like trying random ideas we had, like, oh, this might work. Let's do this. Or what happens when I change this? Let's do that. Yeah. And so results-wise, we had a lot of like null results, like, oh, this doesn't work. Don't do that. This doesn't work. Don't do that. Um, we had a couple of good results, which we can get into more specifically if we want, but uh. yeah essentially like the things i'm most proud of or like most interested in essentially are how like neural networks like the different types of ways neural networks or networks in general learn these processes or these effects because they don't learn them the same way every time and when you change the audio or you change like one little thing it'll learn it in a different way and it like it can be used in a different way so it's pretty interesting i
0: think okay okay and so you're you're currently working on improving the the like speed, the efficiency, the
1: yeah so i, I like my my i i had called it a three-pronged approach that's right was speed, generalizability and like noise or accuracy okay that's what i called it okay and and yeah that's not like what I'm currently doing. Currently, I'm just trying to finish up the right. research and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's what I did. That was like my approach.
0: Okay. And I guess, so the broad picture is you're trying to see if this is even possible that if you can, um, if machine learning can mimic these effects, like the, the main idea isn't to, is it to be better than the plugins or is it just to see if it's even possible um to Uh,
1: yeah so it's like a yeah it's a weird mix between like computer science machine learning research and audio research yeah because like on one hand yeah we're just trying to figure out if we can do this right how good we can do this because no one's really proven that we can do it in a one-to-one basis or do it as well as the real thing gotcha and on the other hand you could always look at like we're making like we're modeling these effects in the audio world but and if we were to model them good enough that people couldn't tell the difference it would mean a lot to audio engineers yeah and we can get into that but like on the other hand we, we could just be creating effects like kind of how companies right now create digital versions of their effects we could be creating neural network versions of their effects and they might sound similar and a little different and in 10 years maybe people will like that
2: like mm-hmm. they'll like
1: that little bit of difference and you know they like you know the LA2A sounds this way the LA2A digital version sounds this way and the LA2A neural network version sounds this way and you can use them in different scenarios
0: and so when you're like testing this out do mm-hmm. you yourself like compare the neural network version to the like LA2A version
1: uh not myself like uh what do you mean by that
0: like So when you're seeing how well your neural network is working compared to like the audio plugin, Mm -hmm. do you do like a side by side comparison in like a studio or something to see how well it's mimicking it? Or do you use like, I don't know, graphs or spectrographs, spectrograms to like see the technical details?
1: So the model, so we train the network Every time, like when I say we train the network, yeah. we give it a data set that already has the effect. Like we give it the raw audio and then they train, like the affected audio. Yeah. And it trains 1,000 times. Like that's our standard. We just train it 1,000 times. So it goes over all of that audio 1,000 times. And 1,000 times it tries to make itself better. And so during the training, it, it is learning by itself. Like I, said, I hit enter, I let it go. And then in 13 hours... I get a result,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: so while it's training, it, it will train on all the audio, and then it'll see what it should look like, what it is outputting. It'll subtract the difference and then try to make like make that difference as small as possible. So we okay. have like the predicted is what the neural network gives us, the predicted output of this audio, and then we have the target output, which is what the model or which which is what the effect actually does. Yeah. And the network tries to make the difference between the predicted and the target as small as possible. Okay. And then at the end, like so these numbers can be kind of misleading. So the way we we tell how good a network is, is on its loss value
2: mm-hmm.
1: and the smaller the loss value, the better the network, that the network supposedly trained, but because we're working in like a new field and there's a bunch of different like fields of machine learning, loss values can mean different things for different effects. And so, what we like to do is, after every time a model trains, we give it a, a, a song or a different set of audio that it hasn't seen before, and yeah. then we listen to what it gives us back. Okay. And then that's how I tell how good it's doing.
0: And how good does it do?
1: So it it varies wildly okay. on what what you try to give it. Yeah. So if you're just trying to model a compressor, it will give you audio. Like especially when you look at it, like visually, it looks like that audio has been compressed. The the loud parts have been softened a little. There's makeup yeah. gain even if if we've set makeup gain, and it looks like it's been compressed. And when you listen to it, it sounds like it's compressed. But often there's a really or often there's like I want to say a little but noticeable noise, almost like white noise. Huh. throughout the whole thing
0: usually. like in the background just like some
1: yeah okay and like we learned and i learned especially during my research that this noise becomes even more prevalent when there's silence
3: interesting like it,
1: it, the model doesn't really know how to handle silence yeah but yeah there's a little bit of noise and maybe in like you know the 1950s if you had these techniques you'd be like oh this model is working perfectly but today you want no noise. Like there shouldn't be any noise. You never hear any noise. in Yeah. yeah. So that's like commercially that's unacceptable, but in the machine learning world, like that's expected, you know, mathematically that noise doesn't really affect the loss.
0: And how, just curious, like how loud is the noise? Like, is it noticeable for someone that's not looking for it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like you would, yeah, yeah, you, you would you would notice it, but it's not like oh like, it, it's not like it's dominating the audio. So yeah. like, what 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 should be stressed is that when you give our network a song, it doesn't start with that song. Like it doesn't like, all right, I'm gonna take this song, and then I'm gonna duplicate it, and then I'm gonna compress it. Mm-hmm. It starts from zero. It starts from no audio. And it rebuilds that song and then compresses it. So it's not like copying and pasting the input to the output and then compressing. It is starting from the input, going to zero audio at like whatsoever, and then reconstructing what the audio, the output should be.
0: Nah. Yeah, kind
1: of. <laughs> what? Like, like, yeah, like it, it so, so it's it, actually it turns.
0: like, it's like a puzzle. It's just like piecing it together and building it back up.
1: Yeah, like it, it learns that all right, the input audio, like the output should sound like the input with some effect on it. Yeah. But it doesn't like I don't want to. Yeah, it's kind of hard to explain. I guess I don't want to say that it copy and pastes the input to the the output and then effects. Yeah. But I guess technically it doesn't start from like silence, and rebuilds it. It, it slowly does like filters on it. Like I said earlier. But yeah, like it like this this model. When, when it starts it has no idea what wow. it's doing it we, yeah. we set it randomly and it slowly pieces together what the difference is between the input and output and uh, yeah so like when a, when a normal person like we have I think if you look online like we have we have audio demos demos and if you if you listen to them like you'll notice noise especially you like you you have like a critical ear like you'll notice noise and you'll be like mm-hmm. you know I, if I were to do this on a on an actual commercial song, like that would be unacceptable, right? But it, that's like where the difference between machine learning and audio comes in. Like an audio, like up audio student would be like, "That's unacceptable. I can't use this effect. It's making all my stuff noisy." Machine learning, we're like, "That's amazing. Like, <laughs> we're so, like, that's yeah. I can't believe we've gotten that far." Yeah, like there, like the fact that it's not all noise is awesome, right?
0: It's actually like going somewhere.
1: Yeah. The fact that you can give it a song and then when you listen to it back, you can hear that song. You're like, Oh, this is amazing. (laughs) Uh, Yeah.
0: You think, so what, what does it, what does it take to get to the point where it's like crystal clear, um, without noise? Like, is that, that's not processing power. Is it? That's just like,
1: I don't know. See, like, I don't know. Cause there's different tricks. I guess that like commercial products can use. Yeah. Like for digital effects, you just have code and like the code just works the same every time. And for these neural networks, like I don't know if there's a lot of neural networks out there that are producing stuff that sounds good. Like, that. I don't think there's anything like that. And and to get to that point, I don't know what that would take. Like maybe more, it would take more processing power. Maybe more complicated networks but it would take I think a, I think it would take like a new process like the way we're kind of messing with the audio now just isn't exact enough hmm and it's 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 weird because audio is especially weird because our ears are so like fine-tuned you can hear like the smallest change yeah like visually colors can be a little off and you would never know any notice anything or they can be so like pixels are so small that they can kind of be like if a one pixel is wrong, you'll never know. So it's, it's, it is a little – I don't know what it would take to get a crystal clear audio. That would be – That's interesting. If someone could do that, they would be a famous in the <laughs> machine learning world. It, it would be amazing. Like people can barely make – like one of the, one of the better – one of the papers that we, we take results from or inspiration from is from mm. these people over in London. Okay. And they they have pretty good results although I don't know if they've put up audio results. A lot of people in the machine learning world people don't really care about what the audio sounds like. they're just like these are our mathematical results. Yeah but it like they have pretty good results but they only train on single guitar notes from a, the same guitar. And wow. so okay like it's every clip is two seconds and it's a single guitar note from a single guitar string. From the same exact guitar
3: yeah and that's so, pretty whack
1: <laughs> yeah like when you give it like i like i have presented about this and it's kind, of, kind of part of my research when you give these models anything other than that single guitar note yeah like it, it's worthless
0: huh so the the algorithm that they trained will strictly work for that one guitar note on that certain guitar
1: yeah yeah a lot of it depends on the data set like i've trained bottles like our certain signal train models that we've trained on yeah. similar data sets they'll only work on guitars or they'll only work on vocals they wow. won't work on anything
3: okay. else
1: they'll sound just like an la2a two, LA two compressor yeah. if you only give it a vocal a cappella vocal Dang. if you give it anything else it just distorts it crazy
0: so what do you do what, what does signal train do what do you mean like in terms of types of audio do you do are you all around like any kind of audio training
1: so signal train is the architecture of our network or like how the network is built or how the network processes audio yeah and you can train our signal train architecture to do whatever like to the audio it just depends on a lot of it depends on your data set like more like a lot of it depends on your data set i i did not mess with very little of my research messed with exactly how signal chain works a little bit, a bit of it did, but the stuff that I remember the most and the stuff I, I, I'm interested in the most is how signal chain reacts differently when you give it different data sets.
0: Okay. And so is it possible to train? Cause when you say you train like signal train or yeah. one of these algorithms, mm-hmm. Oh, wait. That's a four-syllable word. Dude, algorithms is a big word. Oh, shit. I don't yeah. think we could use that. Sure. <laughs> okay, um, Okay. Oh, I lost my train of thought. Okay. Formulas. So when you... Formulas. Formulas, right. So, yeah, that's three syllables. We're good. Yeah, that's good. So Okay, cool, cool. So, when you train these formulas, like, for instance, that... Um, article that you're talking about that would only work with the guitar note yeah um is it possible to train it on like everything like guitars drums and stuff and just have like one final you know neural network algorithm that can like take in any kind of audio or does it have to be tied down to like when you train it does it have to can it only be trained to one type of audio at a time?
1: Yeah, so you can yeah you can make it train on whatever. I mean, for signal train, we we initially started out like especially when I started this research, we initially started out. The first thing I did was just see how it would do on generic music. I just okay. went online. I got as much royalty free music as I could get. Didn't matter yeah. the genre. Didn't matter, like even the language. Didn't matter anything. Yeah. And I just gave it to signal train making the data set as diverse as possible and seeing what happens. And in my opinion that was the best way to make signal train learn the effect that you wanted. So if you okay. wanted to learn the compressor you would you you want to give the the network as diverse audio as possible. But if mm-hmm. you wanted the network to sound the absolute best on guitars, you would have to train it on just guitar.
0: And if you trained it on, like, just guitars and maybe a couple other things, it wouldn't sound as good when you use it on guitars.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, like, when you train it on That's a full song and then make it sound, like, make it, like, train it. Or if you train it on a full song and then you give it a guitar yeah. to do its effect on, it'll sound all right. There might be a little bit noise. But if you, it sounds worse than if you train that network on just guitars and especially just the same guitar or this like the same guitar riff or style or whatever. Yeah. Um, if you trained a model on just guitars and then gave it that guitar, it would sound a little bit better. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Well, that's cool. That's, that's, um, (laughs) I really had no idea about any of that. Um,
1: dude, it's complicated. That's like a lot of, I think there's a big area for research right now in formatting data sets to get what you want. I think, that that's an interesting topic
0: right now. So someone who's like trying to get into machine learning and audio effects and stuff like, Mm -hmm. is that kind of what's going on right now is just tailoring these data sets into figuring out the best way to make the output sound what they want.
1: Um, I don't know. That's hard to say. Like machine learning is so big right now. So, if you're just saying machine learning and audio, there's not a ton of people out there doing it, yeah. but yeah, a lot of the research is, a lot of the research is just pioneering new ways to do things, honestly,
2: okay. like
1: making new network architectures, messing with the audio in different ways and getting better outputs, stuff like that. Yeah. Machine learning in general. If you're trying to get into machine learning in general, there's just so many different, like subgenres you can do image processing you can do text processing and all that kind of stuff yeah um that it it's yeah each each kind of field has its own little specialty that that's going on
3: all right cool
0: well thanks man that that kind of i feel like that wraps up uh section 2
1: <laughs> yeah honestly we should give a shout out shout out to if if people want to learn machine yeah. learning they should check out the fast ai courses They, uh, fast AI, fast AI, F A -A S T A I dot or something like that. They are, uh, they're free and they're, they're, uh, they're taught by one of the like leading figures in the community right now. And, uh, they, they're like amazing. They, they are super easy to learn. They're super easy to download and like run your own network. You can download networks and run them on your own stuff. It's really easy.
0: So I have fast dot that, that looks like it. Oh uh, yeah, that's probably it then. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that looks cool. Anyone that's into that, that's your stuff. And I just like oh, yeah. a brief question. That this seems like it's using Python.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. Is all machine learning Python like, or can can it be anything? What's for, um, for people that don't know Python? There's like different programming languages. There's C C, right. Python, Java. Python's one of them. So
1: everything that I've seen has been in Python okay. or everything that I've interacted with. Okay. I don't want to, you know, say everything is in Python. Right. But yeah, pretty much anything that I've I've dealt with is in Python. And then there's a different couple of Python, I guess libraries you could call them that people use. Yeah. That will mess with what you can what you can do but yeah mostly yeah. If python if you're a scientist yeah if you're a scientist you should get into python Python, now. okay it's, it's right it's popping right now dude it's popping That's, what about matlab dude matlab's pretty tight <laughs> dude I, yeah MAT, matlab is also popping but uh i don't know i ha, i don't, for whatever reason i have a weird hatred for matlab i just don't yeah.
0: like it it's weird syntax for sure it's different
1: i think python has just a, such a cooler name it, it does like, <laughs> matlab like what who wants to work in Mat? who wants to work in that matlab? MATLAB's
0: sick though man I Mat- work the with graphs you get from dude. matlab python dude
1: that's a that's a strong yeah.
0: name python is strong and it's cool because it's like <laughs> universal i feel like matlab's for you know older yeah. nerds but i like matlab that's <laughs> I <think> that's <laughs> That's my, that's my jam right
1: there. Dude, Python can get you in trouble, though. Sometimes Python works too easy, and it just starts mashing stuff together that you would never want. Yeah. And you're like, why would you ever do this?
0: <laughs> Wait, yeah. so if someone who isn't a programmer and wants to get in machine learning, yeah. you would recommend learn Python and use fast.ai, get a machine yeah. learning, Boom. You could
1: probably do them simultaneously. You could probably, yeah. I would start with a Python tutorial, get through the tutorial, like the basics, and then go try to look into the machine learning, or the fast AI stuff. Yeah. Okay. And like cool. the fast AI, I, you were in the class with me, the fast AI stuff uses like Jupyter Notebooks like all the time. So they already have everything coded for you. You can look at their code, you can learn from the code, and you can run their code without having any problems.
0: And for those who don't know what Jupyter Notebooks is, that's essentially like, google drive right but for programmers for people yeah, using yeah, python yeah
1: it's kind of like yeah, yeah 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 it's kind of like a weird cross between like microsoft word and google drive where yeah like you can upload all this data and then also format it in kind of like a word type document
0: yeah okay cool well if anyone's still listening <laughs> yeah, probably yeah. just gonna be my mom honestly <laughs> Dude, shout out, shout out Ed's mom, bro. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's time. All
1: right. We got to do another shot. All right, do
0: a shot. Then can I go to the bathroom after this? I
1: got to pee real quick.
0: Yeah, dude, of course. <laughs> I actually might as well. All right. Cheers, buddy. Nice. Boom. Okay, so this is the drinking game. Um, essentially, okay. the only way... Um, you're, you're essentially the loser in this situation. Like, nothing, nothing's right. going to prevent you from losing. <laughs> right. Unless you're such a hard ass that you don't lose. Okay, but what I've got... I got five physics memes. Oh, okay. I'm going to send them to you through iMessage. Um, I'm not gonna laugh at any of them. That's that's the thing. If you crack a smile, you have to take a shot. If you don't, I'm not gonna crack a smile. If you don't crack a smile through all three, then I mean all five, then I have to take two shots. So,
1: do you have like? Should
0: I send it to your phone or your email? What's what's
1: what's probably, probably my email. If you send it to my phone, I'll have to open it on my phone, and yeah. you'll get like a little pause thing here, and I'll shut okay. my video off. It's technique. <laughs> Right. I don't know All where right. I, I know that from. Alright, meme one. Hold oh, on. Great face, I'm <laughs> looking at oh. Alright. Don't smile when you're looking at me. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. How long have you been studying physics? Six years, so you're good at physics. You gotta do better than that. <laughs>
2: Dude, come
1: on. <laughs>
0: Alright. What? That was a good it's
1: okay it's okay, it's I, okay. Cracked, I cracked that one at first alright alright it's okay meme
3: two it's okay
1: alright meme two meme Ready? two let's do it alright <laughs> atomic salesman slaps degenerate energy levels bad book if it's so many fucking <laughs> 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 yes, so dog, you dude. laughed
2: dude oh, <laughs>
0: You got to take a shot, man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's That's all right. That's only good because because of advanced lab. (laughs) All right. I'll take a shot. Ready? Cheers.
0: All right. Let me get on. I, I, I knew I'd crack you. I, <laughs> I've got some good. There, there's some.
1: That's a pretty technical one, too. That's funny. <laughs> that's bad boy. <laughs> All
0: right. Meme three. Wait. Cancel. So... Dude, these
1: better not be funny, dude. I'm going to become incoherent.
0: Right, well, you better keep a straight face, then. Yeah. Yeah. See, I was worried after I showed you the picture of Dr. Ferreira and you didn't even crack a smile. I was like, oh, this guy's not laughing at anything, but dude, I got you.
1: Professors are humans, too. Professors are humans, too. <laughs> Biologists and chemists, physicists during COVID, perhaps they you you harsh. Nah, I don't, like ah, I, don't like <laughs> no, I don't like that one. Ah, damn it. Come on. No, I don't like that one. Thanos whatever. memes are overrated, dude. Thanos memes are overrated. Okay, okay, okay. Let's do this again. Uh, where we i don't understand it? the the rivalry between physics and uh, the other science what
0: do you like? mean really dude
1: understand. physicists are- i
0: don't really understand that this was funny
1: <laughs> i don't really i don't really get that honestly it's just because physicists
0: shit on like biologists all the time just for like
1: dude, I, just because we're on I our mean, high
0: horse of studying physics so you just like oh you do biology do you shit on
1: biologists all
0: the time no dude? but it's like a joke you know you're just like it's just funny <laughs>
1: All right, meme number four. Meme all number right, four.
0: Yeah, right, serious,
1: serious, serious. Electrons before and after. They noticed the detector. <laughs> You're smiling, dude. <laughs> it's funny, dude. That's good, actually. That's the best one you've sent me, dude. <laughs> uh, dude, don't worry.
0: I saved the best one for last. <laughs>
1: No, really, yeah. dude, that one's good. That was good. <laughs> all
0: right, all right, you you'll have to take a shot for that one. We'll we'll see. We'll do a half shot for half, that do, one. Do a half then. shot. Yeah, See, yeah, see yeah. what's
1: up. See what's up. Send me the last one. Then we'll see what's up.
0: Oh, dude, this one, this I think this one was my fun. I don't. I dude, that was funny though. It. I
1: actually really liked the one. I'm gonna save that one. <laughs> Dude, the Mike Wazowski. It <laughs> is just gold. Dude, that's
0: a funny one. <laughs> All right, meme five. It might take a second for it to like, um, you know, register Load? to to click. Oh, okay,
1: <laughs> I think it might that, take my brain a little while. This to one's this
0: it. one's definitely my favorite. All right,
1: straight face. All right, here it comes. Physics teacher, you have a lot of potential. You should use it. Me realizing we are standing at the top of a building. Stop laughing, dude. You're, you're messing with the results. That's funny. You can't laugh when I'm, I I'm laughing. reacting, dude oh my god show the replay you were <laughs> cackling like like a witch dude oh dude that <laughs> dude that would be funny even if there wasn't a picture that's just like yeah funny. <laughs> i'll take oh. a combined one shot
0: yeah 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 okay. I'll, yeah yeah I'll, I'll do one with you just to be fair okay oh jesus shit uh this is this is this isn't what i wanted to do all right phase three whoo all right let me look through my nose okay cool cool so nice here we go non-linear time dependent signal processing effects yeah you give an example of nonlinear as being compression or distortion. Yeah. What what makes an effect nonlinear, and what makes an effect
1: linear? Okay, great question, Ed. Thank you. <laughs> so, by definition, the best definition I've found was that linear effects maintain between input and output two things. They maintain additivity and homogeneity. Essentially, that means that the effect is additive and it works the same across the whole spectrum or the whole input. And
0: wait, wait, nonlinear wait, pause, effects... Pause, pause, Okay. okay. Additive. Yeah.
1: Addition. <laughs> It's just (laughs) additional.
0: Why'd they use that word for a universal
1: effect? That's a good question. I haven't looked into it that much, honestly, but I think it just means that the effect, like, like the effect isn't exponential. If you did the effect on the effect, it would just be like you added two effects together. It wouldn't be like, Effects oh. or something, like that. you know? You know what I mean?
0: Okay, so additive. All right, let's just focus on additive. Okay. All right, so recap: non-linear means you have additive.
1: No, and no, no, and no, no. <laughs> I said that's what linear effects have. Ah, oh, for fuck's sakes. Linear effects maintain additivity. Okay and homogeneity.
0: Right. Okay. Okay. So that's linear. Yes. All right. So, non-linear additive,
1: effects. Okay. Right. Yeah,
0: additive form. means that uh, so give a quick example of an additive effect like with that like this, an EQ. Okay, an EQ. So, yeah. You can equalize, let's say you boost like the mid-range frequency yeah it's additive because you can just keep on boosting the mid-range frequency
1: Yeah. yeah if you boost you know five kilohertz sound wave by six decibels yeah and then you do it again it's just boosting by 12 decibels it's the same thing it's additive
0: okay and why would a compressor not be additive
1: so compressors, I don't, I don't exactly know if they are or not additive. Yeah. But the definition of nonlinear effects yeah. is just any effect that doesn't have homogeneity and additive. additivity. Okay. So like compressors work different on different amplitudes and they also work differently on different frequencies. You know, if the high frequencies are a much greater amplitude than the low frequencies, they'll be compressed more. Yeah. Okay. And so that's not homogeneous. So it's homogeneous. Okay. Homogeneous. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so that's so, how you pronounce
0: that Wait. Oh, that's three syllables though. All right. Homogeneity. That's four syllables. Four. Well, three plus. Okay. So what's another word for homogeneous? Uh, the same. The same. Okay. So yeah,
1: it works the same on all of the input. Okay compressors don't the compressors don't work the same on the, Boom. on all of the input. Okay,
0: that's what we're going for. That's what I'm yeah. talking about. So, nonlinear uh, a compressor is an example of a nonlinear effect because yeah. it doesn't react the same throughout the whole signal. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Boom. All right, we're clearing it up, man. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Alright, okay. So nonlinear, checked off. Um, mm-hmm. okay. Why do you focus on nonlinear? Is it just out of you know, personal preference or does it help the machine learning
1: or Yeah, that's a good point. So nonlinear so linear effects, because they maintain those two characteristics, mathematically they are easy to model one to one. You can make, a like most people are the best models out there, model model these linear effects using, I think what it's called is finite impulse responses. And so when you use finite impulse responses, which I haven't dug super deep into, but essentially you can model a linear effect precisely in the digital world. Okay. Linear or nonlinear effects... I don't know. You can model in linear effect precisely in the digital world. Non-linear effects, you can't. You can't mathematically model precisely in the digital world.
0: So that's where machine learning comes in. Yeah, that's why we oh, use machine dude, learning processes. that It all just comes together, man. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason. There is there's a actually reason. a reason. <laughs> okay, that's yeah. beautiful. All right. So we cleared that up. Boom. We're just rolling right through this. Phase three? Yeah, next, next easy. word. Easy. All right, next word. Oh, God. This is one that I was like, fuck, I don't want to ask about this. Okay. <sighs> waveform domain.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> you got it. You got to You got to help me out here.
1: Okay. So when we say the waveform domain, yeah. all we mean is that we input raw audio waveforms we take mp3s we take wave files and that's what we use as our input yeah and we output mp3s or wave files okay the reason that we specify this is because i don't want to say before us but for the standard in our field that isn't the case what you would do is you would take your audio, which is, let's say, an MP3, and you would transform it to a spectrogram. And then you would train the models on just those spectrograms, almost like you would train the models on pictures. And then you would output spectrograms. You would test those outputs between the target and predicted. And then when you said, okay, like, our output is good enough, then you transform it back to actual audio. That's not what we do. We take audio as input. And this is kind of technical. We take audio as input and we transform it into both magnitude and phase information per frequency. Right. Which is a pretty technical concept. We can get into spectrograms if you want. I can explain spectrograms. But we take those magnitude characteristics and we, we take those phase characteristics characteristics and we actually model them separately we don't combine them we model them separately in our model and at the end we combine them and then transform back to actual audio and then we output actual audio and then we we uh test the target and predict it on our actual audio okay
3: so yeah let
0: me know if i got this if i got this yeah so normally or i guess previous research has used spectrograms yeah, yeah. to be fed into the neural network mm-hmm. what you guys do in spectrograms um i guess is just a transformed waveform into like I don't know. I don't know what a spectrogram is exactly. So,
1: so a spectrogram, really simple. A spectrogram is just that audio yeah. transformed into magnitude per frequency. So, if your high frequencies are really loud, they'll appear as let's say white or yellow. Right. And if your low frequencies are really low, they'll appear on the image as like blue or green. And then we just map that over time. So you get this like nice picture of like different colors. Yeah. And the white and yellows and the reds will signal high, like high amplitude or really loud stuff. And then the blues and greens will signify really quiet stuff.
0: So with that spectrogram then, normally that's what would be used in the neural network. Yeah. You guys said, no, fuck that shit. Sort Let's of. just take it straight from the waveform, split the waveform right. into phase and magnitude. Yeah. Do our little neural networking, and then combine it back into the regular into the compressed waveform.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so if you'll notice, when I talk about spectrograms, I talk about magnitudes and frequencies. Yeah. And so when you convert to a spectrogram it completely erases any phase information you have. Okay. Like no phase information can be contained in a spectrogram as an image. And so what we do is we convert to magnitude frequency spectrograms, which you can kind of consider like your normal spectrograms. And then we also compute phase out of that waveform. And part of my research was messing with how we comp- like compute phase. Like we, we switched to a newer method where we compute instantaneous phase over time. And so we compute this phase and then we take those like magnitude and phase kind of characteristics and we train our model on both of them at the same time, but independently. And at the end we combine them. And then that's how we get our, our output audio. So we, have, we, we carry through our magnitude per frequency characteristics and our phase per frequency characteristics. And you as an audio engineer, Ed, should know like how important phase stuff is. Like, when stuff is out of phase, it sounds terrible. That's a good point. And so we thought it was really important that, like, like especially at Belmont, we understood that when you get rid of phase information, you're getting rid of a lot of important information. And so if we kept phase information, we figured we would be able to get better quality outputs. So that's
3: why you kept... Okay.
1: Yeah, that's why. I mean, it takes a lot more computing power to use waveforms like like what we're doing like it's way easier to just take spectrograms and do kind of like image processing on them right but we wanted to keep that phase information because we thought it was important enough to like include and
0: have you compared like is there a noticeable difference between your results and people that haven't don't that don't keep the
1: phase uh that's a good question um uh so me personally i haven't listened so a lot of people that do the same kind of research we do i haven't listened to a lot of their audio outputs and i don't think that a lot of people publish their audio outputs they more publish numbers kind of deal okay um but uh do you think i have focused um i think uh I think our numbers would be better, Yeah. personally. Uh, I'd have to look at it, and I I can't say that for sure. But I have looked at, I have more focused on people that are also doing waveform domain-specific things. Yeah. So there's a group at Facebook who does waveform-specific audio kind of manipulation, and I have compared our stuff to theirs, and they have really, really good outputs, and they don't do exactly the same thing as ours, so it's a little different, but... I've compared our stuff to theirs and i've compared our stuff to this uh the people that i that i talked about earlier at queen mary university in london and they have good outputs but again they use really really specific data sets um i would say that um as my opinion on the on the matter that if we are able to get numbers that as are accurate using wave like using magnitude and phase information as people who are just using phase or magnitude information we would sound better yeah i think if our numbers were comparable we would sound better
0: okay so you think there's a noticeable
1: difference by including the phase i think i think that it is impossible to model these frequency or model these effects accurately when you get rid of the phase information yeah i think it that okay like Sure, like right now we have noise. I don't think it is possible to get that perfect clean audio that you were talking about earlier yeah. without using k information for me. There's something possible.
0: And I guess I'm just wondering why why the people that use the spectrograms... Um, like why, like why would, they do that? Yeah, why wouldn't they just do
1: what you're doing? So, so uh, it should be noted that like this whole field of like waveform audio stuff is yeah. kind of a new field. Yeah. Like I think within the last year, there was a paper published that was titled like why waveform audio could be a new field. Like that's how new it's st- like the stuff could be. Okay. Um, I think that mainly people were, that the people who are publishing these papers on spectrogram data, yeah. it was more of, They were coming from the machine learning field and then wanted to try it on audio. And so all of these kind of processes we're talking about were pioneered through the image processing field. So people were training on how to distinguish what dogs are or how to distinguish what cats are or cars or stuff like that. And they just took those techniques and they moved them over to audio. So instead of inputting dog pictures, we inputted spectrograms. Because spectrograms could be pictures. And that was just an easier method.
0: So they weren't really concerned about
1: the quality, I guess. Yeah. I mean, uh, maybe not that. for everybody, for but yeah. but for the majority of machine learning people, that's what they were concerned about. Yeah. And then um, just using waveforms was just way more computationally expensive. It was just right. – It takes way longer you need a way better machine. Like, pictures take up way less data than an MP3 or a wave file does. Okay. Like, way less data. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I mean, in I the guess. future, in the future with how, how much better computers are, like, it won't even be a question. You can use yeah. the forms whenever. But yeah. right now, we're kind of in that transition point.
3: Okay. Well
0: that i think that should i think that should work out you know i, I hope. hope so man <laughs> I, hope it I, works I don't know how too. much
1: longer i'll be doing this stuff but yeah. it would be amazing if someone got like clean clean la2a data i mean that dude like that would be that would be that, it would blow my mind i'd have to take i'd have to take a nap like to process it. <laughs> i'd have to take a nap i, I definitely would
0: I mean, we were just talking about like waves, plugins, and stuff, and like, man, the the shits are expensive, you know. Dude, they like, are, and they,
1: and they aren't even like neural network stuff. They just kind of model the network, model the effects as good as they can, and yeah, they do it the same every time. Like neural networks will, well, yeah, it's crazy.
0: Okay, here's the question. Um, yeah. Oh, woo, this this is digging deep into the audio engineering society but um, me, give me it (laughs) so there's this whole debate about analog versus digital right yeah of course (laughs) is neural network in its own category or is it under digital where like neural networks will never be able to compare quote unquote
1: to the analog warmth okay so i think right now neural networks are the bridge between analog and digital where analog stuff has that warmth you talk about like so many people talk about it's kind of annoying (laughs) they have that warmth you know that warmth that that no one can really define yeah but digital stuff is clean you know it's clean it's it's sharp it's crisp it sounds better in the digital world we live in the modern world we live in yeah and right now Anal- like neural networks can't effectively effectively model analog stuff that it's just per- pure analog it sounds like analog and they're not yeah. clean enough to be digital so they're kind of in between I think if you like theoretically if you modeled a neural network on something like an analog compressor perfectly it would just be a replicate mm-hmm. of that analog compressor so it would just be like neural networks and analogs are the same thing but I think oh sorry I think eventually people uh, people will just kind of consider neural networks their own thing, or at least part of the digital world. Like, right? I think eventually, I don't know how many years this will take, but eventually we can get to a point where neural networks model analog equipment one to one, where they're the exact same thing. There's no way you can tell the difference. But people are subjective, so people will be like, yeah. "Neural networks sound a little yeah. bit different than that." Yeah, yeah. There's always that
0: digitalization yeah. that. I, I don't have. know. I don't believe <laughs> in that. You know,
1: I think that they sound the same, and
0: oh really? Only,
1: only this, only the people who, in their mind, want them to sound different, will say they'll sound different. But there's enough of those people.
0: I mean, when you pay like what two thousand bucks for a LA two, uh, was it LA two A compressor? Yeah and then you see someone paying like 30 bucks for the plug-in, like you're going to have some bias. I,
1: uh, I mean, probably, dude. But you got to <laughs> flex on the haters, man, right?
0: Dude, I mean, having that analog in your studio, oh,
1: <laughs> oh, oh bro. Dude. Oh, it's so tight. You don't have a, You don't even have to use it, dude. Just the stank face, just like, oh, oh yeah, I, <laughs> I could use that.
0: But, uh, oh. oh, dude, that's what I'm saying. Oh, I wish I was still an audio engineer. But dude, you whatever. should have, you should have
1: stuck with it, man.
0: Nah, dude, fuck <laughs> that, man. I'm not <laughs> I don't want to live with my parents my whole <laughs> You could have done I'm the kidding, dual I'm thing kidding, like I did,
2: okay.
0: man. Yeah, double major. That's that's the way to that's, the, that's way to the way to go. But look, whatever's on your mind, tell it. One
1: one more thing that I think is interesting. Flat method, we you 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 can insert this at the end of the last section. Okay. I think that a lot of machine learning people who don't know a whole lot about audio or who, oh, who aren't in, into the audio community yeah don't understand how important settings are on analog equipment the LA2A has attack ratio like threshold settings right. that are so important and they don't take that in like they don't factor that into their uh, networks at all and I think, and like at Signal Train, we do, like we have, like what if you see our first published paper, we have this thing called the COP four C setting, which is a compressor with four settings. It, it, it takes into okay. the ratio, sustain, threshold, and attack, which are the four main components of the compressor. Yeah. And we can characterize our model on those settings if you want a signal train trained LA-2A compressor on the lowest settings, you can have it. If you want it on the highest settings, you can have it. If you want a mid-settings, you can have it. I have not seen another architecture that does the same thing. Like No other architecture takes into a fact that you can change the settings on analog.
0: So is that what and you're I talking th- about when you talk about the uh, the knobs?
1: Yeah, we have okay. virtual knobs okay we have okay. a minimum knob value and a maximum knob value that we yeah. like define in our like architecture or, or our like vectors and stuff like that yeah like that i i have not seen another model that even has thought about that like i think that's wow. un, i don't think like not that that's unbelievable but i don't think that there's enough people who are doing audio and machine learning at the same time that that's a common thing like pe- more people need to take into a, Account that these like effects, these famous effects all across the world, LA two A's, Camden B three organs, like all these things have settings.
3: And yeah. You can
1: change the settings depending on the genre of music, on the style of music, and not enough people take into in fact that fluidity of effects. Yeah, and I think that that's an important thing. As Signal trying I think that we're kind of like the not that the first people were not that we're the first people to do it, but that that word We're kind of the first stepping stone. Okay. Kind of thing.
3: To take Uh, into account. Yeah, like,
1: uh, we may not be doing it perfectly, but we're doing it. We understand that it is is important that these settings matter. Attack time matters on uh, reverbs. Yeah. Like, that first slapback echo matters a lot on echo effects. Like, it, it, it matters. 20 milliseconds is way different than 10 milliseconds. And you can't train the model on the
0: same thing. I'm I'm interested that's that's interesting why other people haven't been modeling with those knobs. Um, I
1: think it's just too specific, man. I do think there's just, just not not enough people are in the same fields.
0: Do they just pick like a, the most general, you know, set of values for the knobs and that's what they implement into their neural network or
1: dude I I mean I don't honestly i haven't even seen that specific descriptions i've just seen people that have like this is a hammond b3 organ and this is how it does a chorus effect this is how it does a tremolo effect like they don't even say like how fast the oscillations are they don't say how fast like how hard they're what the pedal settings are they don't they don't say anything like that
0: so you guys are really getting deep into
1: it huh like Uh, not, not that we're getting super deep into it but that we understand both sides of the field. I mean Belmont yeah. is such a weird especially the Belmont physics department. Yeah. You have such a unique take on all of these things because we have such a huge influence from the audio side. Yeah. Like definitely. I can't give this model to audio professors or even students and be like, Hey, use this because they're like, This is trash. This is it has noise. Yeah. It doesn't it, it doesn't sound the same. Yeah. So we're pushed to the absolute limits that we are because that like these audio kids are, are so intent on having clean audio, exactly exactly. perfect effects. Like it matters so much to them that it matters so much to us. Like we we need these, like we're kind of, I don't want to say ahead of our time, but we want, we want these effects to be better than they are because we understand that these, that these people won't, won't accept anything but the best.
0: Yeah, because it's Belmont, and yeah. ha- like three quarters of the population are audio engineers or music business majors, so they care yeah, about I mean, the quality like, of their music.
1: It's, it's hard to find a different a different place that has more people who understand the specifics of audio than Belmont. I mean, so
0: what's, uh, I'm just curious, because I have no idea really, but what's the vibe in Nashville in general, like outside of Belmont? Because Nashville is a music city, right? Um, Sure. Is it a music neural network city, I guess? Like, would they be... Um. Is the neural network research area, like, purely the academic side? Or is the community of Nashville and the music... The community of music in Nashville, like, you know, are they into this kind of you know neural network type of research like
1: yeah i think i think that makes sense
0: was that a a, a valid question (laughs) i
1: I think i understand what you get (laughs) that i think that again the ant like the definite answer is that it's such a specific field between machine learning and audio engineering that there's not enough people to really say that this is a neural networking city. Yeah. But there's enough people in Nashville that both have an understanding of music, have an understanding of how computers and neural networks work that we can we can get together and have smart discussions on on how to improve the field. Yeah. But that occurs also in different pockets throughout the world. Yeah. Like what happens is there's like one or two people that have really really like career defining results or field defining results and then they produce pockets of research that progress the field so Nashville sort of has that in Belmont and how big the music how big the music community is and then how fast the tech community is rising in Nashville but also Seattle has a great community because Facebook AI has their headquarters in Seattle Queen Mary over in London has an amazing, Facility over there, mm-hmm. where London has a great audio and neural network background, and then also um, the Fraunhofer Institute, Fraunhofer Institute of Technology in Germany mm-hmm. has, I would say probably the best facility for technical audio research in the world. They we work with a student over there. I, I don't know if he's a student anymore. He's more like a grad student or yeah. like assistant over there. His name is Stilianos Mimilakis of I, I got to shout out to him, of course. <laughs> um, but the Fraunhofer Institute has probably the world's leading audio technology institute in the world. Like,
3: okay, they
1: ha- they have the yeah, like they they just prioritize that field of research so much that I mean it's really really specific research. Like, yeah, yeah. Like I I mean I I can talk about it like the music music in general everyone loves music everyone knows what computers are, but very few people know how music and computer and computers work on the highest level. And so when those things happen, they, they develop in very limited pockets throughout the world. Right. Yeah. But I, I will say the research happens very fast. There's always okay. a new, there's always a new research paper or method that is claiming the, biggest and the bestest method or whatever
3: yeah
1: it's very hard to keep up it's very hard to keep up
0: but you're keeping up
1: i'm trying (laughs) my best dude i'm trying my best i just recently heard about the nvidia voice stuff that's talking about i'm still trying to look into it but yeah they're they're, they they produce something that no one else has produced so far and it's it's crazy dude like Yeah, the new new technology and new new stuff is happening so fast. It's it is very hard to keep up.
0: So you ready for your uh, APS thing
3: then?
1: Dude, that happens in a week. I I have updated my PowerPoint. Yeah. Uh, I am ready. I am ready. I will say, oops, sorry. I am ready. It, It it will be a little bit of a a little bit of a trial and error type of thing, but.
0: So for, I don't know if this is going to get released before that happens, but if anyone's listening and it's before it happens, uh, where can they find you on the APS, like for the APS presentation? Is that public or is that like uh, a private society thing?
1: My, my presentation happens May 8th, 2020. I will, it will be recorded and it will, will be uploaded to YouTube on the oh, APS, okay. it it'll be uploaded on the APS GDS account. I don't know what it, exactly the name of that account is.
3: APS but I GDS. Should,
1: I, my presentation should be uploaded onto there. Yeah.
0: That would be sweet. And are you yeah. gonna have that Juventus flag in the background for the presentation or <laughs>
1: the is, I, I don't know, man. Uh, I might do it in my kitchen where there's like kind of a white background. Yeah, but. Uh, it's more susceptible to outside noise. So uh, whenever my neighbors <laughs> have a fight, it might be, uh,
0: might be not as good. So you got to represent. That's, that's yeah. what you're saying. Well, uh, one, one last thing for, um, before we cut this, cause it's been like three hours. So, I mean, honestly, I think I could like have an audio engineering minor. Cause I had a whole freshman year of those classes. So probably, uh, I don't know. I mean, acoustic engineering, that's pretty cool. That's like a real mix of,
1: yeah like physics and audio engineering dude that's, i that's i've cool never shit. been more impressed than when i've really talked to dr co about what he does what and does like me like how so he he for everyone listening he, he's a professor at Belmont university who at one point was regarded one of the, like the best like acoustic orc- orchestra recorder persons like our mixers in the oh, world really yeah, dude, he – he, like, the way he thinks about acoustics in orchestra buildings and, like, auditoriums and stuff is unbelievable. Right. Like, I did – and, of course, I'm, I'm a little biased because I did my uh, study abroad with him in Korea, where he's from. And he, he – I mean, we went to a couple of, like, orchestra places or – what do they call them? Like, auditoriums. I don't want to say auditoriums because that sounds like uh, a high school gym. Ah, uh, No. The conservatories? What do you call it?
0: (laughs) No. I I got you. That's what Google's for. True. Orchestra
1: building.
0: Like, what's the Ryman
1: called? Like, the Ryman. It's the Ryman Auditorium. Auditorium. It's a a symphony center. Yeah, like like where symphonies play at. Yeah, yeah, the way he thinks about where symphonies play at, and the way he thinks about the architecture and how reverb will work and how different reflections will work with different instruments i mean it's unbelievable it is just as advanced as like any physics topic you can think about yeah he he the way he thinks about it is unbelievable and like you wouldn't think that like some dude who studies music could be that smart but like i do think audio engineers get a bad rep
0: um in terms of smartness i mean some audio engineers. Some Some are pretty stupid.
1: Some yeah. Some just wanna record hype beats in their bedroom at four in the morning.
0: Yeah. And some
1: wanna actually like learn.
0: But the double the double majors, like what's it uh Faye. Oh
1: dude. She's got it, yeah. She's
0: smart, man. Yeah. She's smart as hell. And I don't even
1: know her that well. Um Nah, she, she's, 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 I hope she, she, I don't know what she's plans to do afterward after Belmont, but she, yeah, she can definitely do whatever she wants.
0: Yeah, man, those double, especially being a girl too, and like a double major, audio engineering and physics, oh, dude. Dude,
1: dude
3: best I think wishes, you
1: too, man. if you play that audio, if you play that audio row on as resumes and just hype it up a little bit, you, you got some diversity, did, uh... man.
0: Yeah, I don't know, dude. Fuck audio engineer. I <laughs> It was fun, though. It was fun, though. Dude, uh, that was the best year of my life. You,
1: you, uh, uh, you didn't take audio two, then, right?
0: No, nah, I didn't take audio yeah, shout one. Shout
1: out to the people at Dumbbell who took audio
0: two, then. I heard that was a shit show. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I mean, that's the thing. Like, audio one and audio two, I heard those are, like, some of the worst classes ever. Well, yeah, audio
3: one, like... audio
1: one, I like, but audio two, audio two, tests if you want to do what you said you wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. If you if you're like, I want to make music for a living. Audio two is like, do you do you really? <laughs> and then if you pass, you're like, yeah, I do. If you don't pass, then you're like, well, this wasn't for me. That is that it, kind of class. It's
0: not. A pa- is it a pass fail?
1: No, no. But it's okay. it's that okay. kind of class.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, if it's you're like not a different serious, kind of grind. Yeah, if you're not serious, it'll drop you in, like, three weeks.
0: Oh, Jesus.
1: Yeah, you'll you'll know within, like, a month if this is meant for you or not.
0: So that's why Belmont has one of the highest dropout rates. Dude, that's – I mean, that's – I felt that way
1: about Audio 2. I felt the same way about Quantum Mechanics. Oh, yeah? I felt – But, yeah. There's, and, like, ten people month, in that
0: class. Dude, a month
1: into Quantum Mechanics, I was, like – i i am right now committing to this field like it was a it was a make or break moment it was like this is i'm either going to commit to this and this is going to be my life where i'm not committing to this and i've got to find something else
0: yeah i mean look at you now man graduate program what what was the um like when you go to graduate school yeah. You kind of are in a sector, right? Like an area of research, like condensed matter or okay. atomic. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. are. What do you, what do you, are you a condensed matter?
1: So, so I technically, when I apply, I applied to condensed matter and particle physics groups. Um, the, the school I'm going to was a little different. I kind of applied to it late. I kind of send in a more general application. Um, the school I applied to has a lot of plasma physicists which is interesting um I Jacob to technically <laughs> technically I don't I'm not super interested into that but I do there are a couple okay. of people who do interesting research in the field like electromechanic or electromagnetic what do they call it electrodynamics yeah like electrodynamics yeah. material research stuff like that I'm I'm interested to, into right now uh, but I haven't commi- like the school, the school I'm going to, like, I haven't committed to that at all. Like, I'll, I'll figure it out when I'm, when I'm there.
0: You haven't committed to like what research you want to get into? No, not
1: at all, not at all. Yeah,
0: okay. Yeah,
1: they do just they have
0: like audio related stuff.
1: Um, so I'm going to the University of North Texas, and they do yeah. have a pretty big music program. I've heard that they have a, ah, there I think... you go. I've heard that they have a, actually like a super legit like jazz music program and a couple no way yeah like like super like (laughs) top (laughs) top in the world jazz program yeah um but i haven't done a super texas and jazz
0: (laughs) would never expect
1: it Uh, i haven't done a a ton of research into that i've been more focusing into their physics side because that's like i'm like grad school i'm trying to just get all physics not like not a whole lot of music yeah but uh yeah it'll be interesting I, I, they have a, a super big jazz program a super big music education program it'll be interesting to see if or when i'll be able to kind of interact with those people
0: well let's hope that fall semester is in person
1: dude i hope, <laughs> I hope. that would suck dude, it'll be hard to explain moving to denton texas and then not being in class yeah <laughs> like just staying in my apartment in Denton, Texas. <laughs> hey, first
0: year grad school classes. Oh my god! Dude. Imagine
1: if I'm like a TA and I have to like oh, assist Jesus a lab. Like, oh
0: my god. How the, I mean, you'd probably still get your stipend, so. Dude, I hope. <laughs> Hopefully, it work out. So you are you TAing and stuff? Like I don't know. Yeah,
1: they they've they've okay. sent me an uh, an admissions, and then I filled out all their financial aid stuff, and I'm kind of waiting on their like full oh, offer, dude. full tuition.
0: That's offer. crazy,
1: man. Yeah. That's that's crazy. It's a crazy it's time new, right now, honestly.
0: New step
3: in life. I don't blame man. them that's at awful. all. I don't blame
1: that. Like I expected a full offer, but I don't blame that at all them at all. Like they got back to me with the admissions as soon as they could and they're kinda
3: trying to yeah. on the
1: fly. Like everybody else. I mean every
0: university is getting fucked right now, so yeah.
1: Oh man. Yo, give me some more Wait. of these in depth questions, man. I love I like this.
0: Okay, okay. Are you ready for it? all right. The, I, I've got one last one okay set up for you. I don't know if you're gonna like it or not.
1: Okay.
0: Whew I think we need to take another shot though before we get
1: into okay. it. I feel like
0: I'm more drunk than you are for okay. some reason. That doesn't make sense. So So I mean
1: it could be that or I could just be like holding my own better, you know.
0: What I'm worried about is like if this keeps happening and I like start interviewing like grad students and stuff, like I mean I'm not trying to like make a blanket statement or anything, yeah. but I feel like a lot of, you know, STEM grad students are
1: alcoholics well it would it would be great i would love it i'm gonna watch these i would love it if you did this often enough that you build up yeah. enough of a tolerance that you had no effect and the people you're interviewing just got smashed like i mean you were normal and the people you were interviewing were just incoherent and you were just trying to like somehow <laughs> pop it together an interview i mean I would the moment,
0: that. that would be sick but I feel like it's going to be the other way
1: around. <laughs>
0: just, they're just going to be there like, what the fuck? Like, what is this dude doing <laughs> to carry the interview?
1: Oh, Jesus. I would all right. All right. I, I'll append my statement. I would also love that. I would love either of those two scenarios.
0: <laughs> I mean, it works both ways, right? All right, here we go. I'm definitely going to have to, like, try and figure out a way to i think i'm gonna have like a long version and then i'm gonna find some video editing way to make like a kind of condensed version for you know everyone who has short attention span yeah yeah yourself. you can always do like
1: the full the full uh full yeah. podcast and then the clips
0: yeah exactly yeah. so that, that's that's one i'm i just don't know how to edit videos though that's a thing i'm trash at it uh, so yeah i mean you could learn i have to use like Photo. But I don't want to learn, man. I have to. I've been studying the GRE, dude.
1: dude. I need to get a
0: hundred percent on the GRE, man. You know what they're doing? They're doing it online.
1: Wait, really? Wait, no. Yeah. Like from your home. <laughs> yeah. Dude. From your home. <laughs> yeah. Dude, no way. Yeah, what's up, man? No way. Dude, that, <laughs> yeah. your test should be invalidated. That's not fair. No, 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 no. There, there's, there's, there's strings attached. Dude. I went. I went to my testing center with four bananas, dude. I brought four <laughs> bananas. I was like, "I'm gonna be set for life, bro." Oh, jeez. <laughs> what the fuck? Why
0: didn't you bring like a cliff? Dude, bar I or could something, have man? lasted four a bananas? month in that
1: booth with four bananas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh shit! You're in a booth? I thought you're in like some computer lab or something.
1: Nah, I was kind wow. of like in a in a room that was sectioned off. There was a lot of kids in the room, but it was sectioned off. I thought you weren't allowed to, le- to eat. Sorry. Uh, during my breaks, dur- like, if you finish early, you can, like, take a take a break and then go to your locker and eat. At least at the place I was at. Well,
0: you want to hear some shit? Yeah. It's online, but um, you're being watched by someone on, like, Skype. <laughs> yeah. Or, like proctor proctor no way so they're like staring at you yeah and you have to walk around the room and like show them your desk and stuff with your camera uh, and make sure that you're like not cheating and stuff. And the worst part the worst part is you have to use a whiteboard for your notes you can't even use pen pencil and paper Ah. to like write down notes and stuff you have to use a whiteboard and then like erase everything at the end that's interesting so I don't know how it's going to work out. I mean it's better it's definitely better than going out to some yeah. far out university,
1: but a whiteboard that's interesting, like I don't want to
0: fucking use a whiteboard. And, I want
1: to let me know how yeah. that goes cuz uh, that's interesting. Yeah,
0: right. I, I I didn't know they'd do it online. There will you know There'll
1: definitely be some kids who would just play the system and get perfect scores. Yeah, for
0: sure. Yeah, yeah. See, that's what I'm worried about, though. Like, the the G- everyone's GPAs and everyone's GRE scores, like, it's cool that I might have a higher one than would I have had yeah. if the COVID never happened. But, like, so will everyone yeah. else. So, I, I mean, there's not really any benefit. Um, but, you know. Yeah. Is what it is. Yeah, dude. It's, I got more time to work on my personal stuff. It's crazy
1: right now. I mean, it's crazy for me applying to grad schools, and it's crazy for you because you're like, just starting the process in this time. Like, it's yeah. I can't even imagine <laughs> like going through all this stuff, man. It's weird, man. Especially with all your like research stuff, your summer research, the summer REU stuff. Like, that's crazy,
0: man. Yeah, it's all online, yeah. dude. I don't know how that's gonna work. <laughs> how the fuck, dude. Gonna... Yeah, that takes Whatever. so
1: much like self-discipline Adderall (laughs) yeah all right
0: yeah synonyms right dude honestly off the record um dude weed holy shit huge really insane so all right hear me out um my brother he lives in Denver right now um well he doesn't he used to live but he's with me up in Wisconsin because okay. um, his job was in Denver. Okay. But he works remotely, basically. Um, legal weed, legal edibles, like, two is science, yeah. you know. Like, the exact, like, milligram of THC in every okay. edible. Microdosing on weed is, be- is just as same, if not better, than Adderall. Really? Like, it is. Oh, like, that's the thing about weed is my whole childhood, not my childhood, (laughs) (laughs) but my whole middle school or late middle school, high school with weed, I would just abuse it, you know, like I'd smoke too much. I'd get too high and I wouldn't enjoy it. But when it it comes down to a science, like when you're microdosing and you just take like a quarter of an edible or something. Dude, it gets you zoned. Really? It's insane. Yeah, like, and it's not like an Adderall zone, it's like a creativity zone. Like, yeah. you're just in it, and like, not very much is distracting you, because it's not like you're too high where anything will distract you, and you go for it straight for munchy shelf or something yeah. like that. Like, you're... It's like, the beauty of weed is highlighted in micro-dosing of it. And I... Ever since my brother came with his edibles, I've been like, holy shit. Like, weed and coffee together. Oh, dude. It, it's beautiful. I would highly That's funny, dude. It, my only
1: experience with that is, like, just, like, on parties and, like, vacations and stuff. And every time I do weed, yeah. it's just, like, I just want to eat Takis, eat chocolate chip cookies, and, like, yeah. go to sleep. <laughs> like, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Just Doritos in bed. Like, that's all what I want.
0: The key is in the limit and when you can actually control how much, like my brother has like these little, it's like a vial, right? And you can like do a dropper yeah. and you just like take like two drops and it's just like the perfect amount just to get you like, all right, I got to do this. This is cool. What I'm doing. Let's get it done. Right. I'm telling you, man, it is. So, I, if I ever see you again, and you know what else do you, know what, you know what else blew my mind? Is there's a dispensary, two hours from Nashville, like a two hour drive from Nashville okay. in Illinois, recreational, right. recreational, legally recreational. I had no Dude, idea. I didn't know it was legal
3: in My Illinois, graduation
1: kind of got messed up, but I totally intend yeah. on being back in Nashville at some point and getting together with okay. everyone, like to make to make Let's it happen. Do it, man. We gotta do something. We gotta do something.
0: Wait, see. So you- you talking summertime I mean, what are you talking about anytime, fall
1: we gotta do something we
0: gotta anytime
1: do it just doesn't
0: dude I'm. That's dude, we I'm had saying, we man. had
1: those like uh those final presentations and dr rigsby was like all right well i guess that's the last of it i hope you guys have a good summer i'm like this isn't the way to go out man like this exactly, is just sounds man. wrong like we gotta do something i gotta see you guys like i gotta see everyone once again
0: even if you, so, if you, when you go to Texas, like, how often do you
1: think you'd be down to visit Nashville? Um, I don't know, that's interesting, because, like, my, my roommate and, all, like, a lot of college friends are beer, so I'll always have a place to stay. Like, it's not yeah. about the place to yeah. stay, it's more about, it. like, what's, what I want to do, what's smart, and stuff like that. I mean, once a yeah. year, definitely, once a semester, maybe, I mean, it, it'll just depend. We have I mean, to do something think, like to celebrate graduation. I think and... especially Tennessee, like if you look at where New Jersey where I'm from, Tennessee, Nashville, yeah. Tennessee and Texas are on the map, it just makes sense yeah. to stop in Tennessee. Like yeah, it's exactly, I mean dude. it's it's the mid uh, it's midway between. It's it's on the way. Like why wouldn't yeah. I stop and hang out with hang out with the yeah. bros? Yeah, dude. yeah,
0: we got me, Jacob, Caleb, we're all still chilling. Aaron's gonna be there. I mean, I got a lot um, of. I mean,
1: I like. I got a lot of people that I mess. I met from Belmont who are staying in Nashville for the foreseeable future. Yeah. I mean, it'll it'll be interesting.
3: You, dude, you
0: gotta make it happen, man. Yeah. I'm not I'm not about to let you go do physics for the rest of your life without one last
1: drink. Of course, one one more two for ones at Knox. Just one more. Oh, one dude, more two for one at Knox. Yeah.
0: Easy. <laughs> If they open up, man. I hope anyway. they do. Yeah. All right, damn. any any, any more disc-in. in-depth
1: questions, man? Um um
0: What would what, what, what would you put as the probabilities of the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl next year?
1: All right. Honestly, all right. First off, I'm a Rams fan. I have no high hopes on the Rams. Really? Absolutely none. I think that they had their chance and they blew it and now they need to kinda update the system and people have figured them out. I think people have figured them out. Yeah. I think Jared Goff needs to be replaced. He's He's a good placeholder. (coughs) He's a good good placeholder, but we need new blood. I don't think he I don't think he's the quarterback for the future. Chiefs on the other hand, I think roll of the dice, they're one of the favorites. Let's but, go. But I think it depends a lot on their quarterback and the head coach. I think if the head coach can innovate, I think they'll be good. I think if the quarterback okay. can live up to the pressure, they'll be good. But I mean Obviously it'll be, can, but it'll okay. be an absolute <laughs> I think all sports leagues across the board, it is going to be an absolute insane beginning of the year. I okay. think I think I, I, I would not, if I was a betting person, I would not like any bets on the first two weeks of it. <laughs> it would, it yeah. is going to be insane. The NBA, the NFL, yeah. NHL, everything is going to be insane. Who knows what we any of these athletes it. have been doing during quarantine. Tom Brady yeah, may exactly. be working out in Tampa. He may be getting arrested in Tampa for working out. Oh. But that's a good It It is going to be insane. I don't know if any of these you think.
0: You think Tampa going to do okay? I don't. Or you think know. it's just you think it's going to be the new Cleveland Browns?
1: I think it's going to be the new Cleveland Browns, where like they were okay. absolutely terrible and they got a couple new players and the hype was all about them. Yeah. I don't think yeah. Tom Brady is enough. I don't think Aaron Gronkowski is enough. But yeah. uh, I think they'll make the playoffs, sure. I think they have a really? chance for. A... Okay. I think they'll you make Put an... them
0: in the playoffs.
1: Sure, sure, sure. I think they have yeah. a chance for an upset. I uh, they have a chance for a run, but I want to put them as a favorite. No, no way, no
0: way. Okay.
1: Well, that's that's good to hear. So yeah. Chiefs
0: are taking it to the Super Bowl. That's is, what you're saying. If you're
1: a Tom Brady fan, I think there'll be plenty to root for. If you're a yeah. if you're a St. Louis or oh, I St. Louis. La fan. St. Louis Rams. La Rams fan. <laughs> if you're an La Rams fan, I think there will be plenty to root for. Although I think the season will end in heartbreak. I don't think they're going to make it out of the first round.
0: They're definitely not going to. But
1: I don't think they have it this year. It is man. what it is. Dude, I every year though I, mean, I am just... absolutely stacked. Stacked on the Ravens, dude. I love watching the Ravens. They Yeah, have, they didn't do so hot, have, did they? Dude, they have the most <laughs> They have the most interesting top to bottom organization I can remember, dude. John Harbaugh, okay. John Harbaugh. Their, their whole roster is just essentially just absolute gangsters playing on the NFL field. Like, it is amazing. I mean, you're not wrong. Dude, they love to celebrate. They love to absolutely shit on other people. It is amazing. Yeah. Like, it is amazing. It I just think, sucks
0: that they lost to the Titans in the playoffs, so. though. I
1: don't think it matters. <laughs> I think the Ravens are the most fun team in the NFL. I and mean, they, they are like, fun. dude. I they think They are fun. Their, yeah. their culture is the most fun in the NFL. They love yeah. to have fun. John Harbaugh is an amazing coach. I think he, yeah. he is... An absolute legend. I think the or the, like the top of the organization, I don't know who the general manager and owner is, but I think they're doing a great job. And I love watching the Ravens, dude. They, they do those stupid, like, when they get a pick, they all take a picture in the end zone, like, like uh, that, the, the group photo. I love that shit, dude. It's hilarious, man. Uh, <laughs> I think the Ravens are like the Nets in the NBA. The Nets have an amazing oh. pitch mob. Okay. You ever watch the the Nets bench mob? They're amazing. They're not the greatest team, like the Nets. Whatever, they suck, kind of. But they have a great bench mob. They're super fun to watch, man. Did you see the Michael Jordan documentary? I have not seen it yet, dude. I want to see it. Don't
0: spoil it. I would I recommend it, it dude. dude. Um. Also, I would recommend. There's a separate doc- documentary. I forget what it's on. We just watched it the other weekend. Okay. Dennis Rodman,
3: oh.
1: dude
0: is. Insane man. Alright. He All right. is on another level. And it's like it's a really well put together documentary. I I can't remember what it's called, but I'm sure there's only one. Okay. Um okay. but I highly recommend both of those.
1: Alright. Let me tell you something real, real quick. Yeah. So let me take a bathroom break and then I want ten minutes to question you, okay? Can we do that? I'll be here, man. That'll be I'll it. Be here. Yeah, you sign off? Let's do it. All right. I'll be back yeah. in, I'll be back in thirty seconds. All right.
0: All right. All right, you ready? I don't know, dude. What What are you gonna ask me? Rapid
1: fire, real quick. It'll
0: be easy, man. Oh fuck. It'll be okay, easy. Okay, let's do this. First
1: of all, how's Sarah doing, dude?
0: She is chilling, man. Where? She's chilling. She's in Rhode Island right now, um, with her parents. Twenty first birthday is coming up. Awesome. Uh, March sixteenth. I'm uh, man, I I wish I could visit her. I don't know. I'm still trying awesome. to work that out, but um travel restrictions and stuff. I I'm still up in there. No, she's chilling. That's good, that's good, She's chilling. Good to hear. Good to
1: hear. Second of all, what's your next what's your final year at Belmont looking
0: like? Uh what do you mean, in terms of classes or like Everything. in terms Everything. of getting Everything. lit? Classes, research, okay. what are you looking at? Oh whew. Okay, boom. Uh, I guess the highlights in terms of classes, I got ENM and um, Hype. analytical mechanics. Hype. Um, you know, I got the McBride and Holly duo, duo. Awesome. you know, we're going to, we going we gonna to get into it. Uh, might be online, might not be online. We'll see how that goes. Okay. Uh, research. I'm, I'm still going with Dr. Spence. We're still going strong. Okay. Uh, it's kind of difficult. Um, not being in the lab for that research because it definitely requires a lot of in lab, yeah. um, you know, experiments and stuff yeah. and whatnot. So I'm trying to figure out ways to be able to do that remotely and improve on the circuit and whatnot. Okay. Um, uh, I did my, my RU was moved to be online. Where was your so RU at? It says solely. Oh no, no. That's the name of the program. It's at Oak Ridge under solely. Um, and that's going to be, that's going to be sick. Originally it was meant to be moved to next summer, but they said we can figure out some projects for you to do remotely. And you know, it'll be, and do you have an idea about what the
1: overall topic of the project will be?
0: Yeah, it's under, um, uh, it's, so the group is quantum information theory.
2: Awesome.
0: And what I'm, awesome. what I'm from, what I understand is we're working with, um, squeezing electrons, um, using some interferometer. Um, and that's, that's all I have right <laughs> that's now. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> so so uh, the squeezed, states of light i don't i don't know what squeezing means yet it doesn't matter to look into all of it i don't care it's amazing (laughs) but it sounds fun so you know what i'm gonna do it and he said basically what i'm gonna be working on is designing a circuit to help um, their further experiment there microscopy. That's that's it. amazing. Microscopy amazing. squeeze yeah. Electron microscopy. Awesome. Alright, that's 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 REU. That's okay. the summer.
1: And quick two sentence recap of your uh, project at Belmont. Research
0: at Belmont. Oh shit. Okay, boom. Here we go. I was born
2: for yeah, this. Yeah
0: you are <laughs> Oh shit, what am I doing? Okay, so I could I give you the whole no, spiel right seconds. now, but I'm two not sentences. going to. Get out
1: of here two
0: <laughs> <seconds>. <laughs> I just did this re- I just did this presentation. It's like fresh in my All mind, right. but I'm gonna give you two sentences. Lead is bad, right? Yeah. You don't want lead in your body. Okay. So what we're doing is finding a way to detect lead in drinking water for uh, an affordable and portable way. Awesome. Right. So we're gonna build a kit where you can detect lead in drinking water. Um, so you don't have to be, you know, your body doesn't have to be engulfed by all these toxins from your public drinking water and it's going well. We're like three quarters of the way there. Just need some touching up and boom, we're done.
1: I just want to say that as your first guest, I want to submit my first application for a reverse interview where the guest interviews you about your project.
3: Okay. I want to be the first
1: application. Just a
0: Okay, I you know what, I hear you, and I'll I'll let Jacob know, Alright. or you let Jacob know, and we'll see what he does with it. Jacob doesn't
1: have the resume. He doesn't stack up, dude. We'll see what the other guests have, but I know Jacob doesn't have the resume. Dude, the tricky
0: part is like, it would be easy to get a perf- Okay, I can't say that. It wouldn't be easy to get a professor on here, but it would be easier to get a professor on here without drinking. Okay. The hard part is telling him or her that we're getting fucked up. So,
2: yeah.
0: I don't know. Maybe I'll have, like, a sober one and maybe I'll have a drunk one. I don't know. What's okay, okay. But, you know what? We fully appreciate Mr. Billy Mitchell being the first interviewee Explaining in depth, in layman's terms, the hardest thing you can ask a scientist to do, um, what his research is, and I think we did pretty well, honestly. Like, I think I have a decent grasp of what's going on in your mind when okay. it comes to your research. Uh, I don't know who's going to listen to this. Yeah. I, I don't even know what's going to happen, yeah. but I think it's I think it's ready for the public. Yeah, so I mean, uh,
1: and of course, of course, I, I love being the intro. I would always love doing a follow up. Um, oh, 100%. of course, this quarantine—I don't have anything better to do. You know, I just play Animal Crossing and watch the clouds word. all day. But um, word backflips—I do backflips, and that's about it, man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I would love to do a follow up, answer any questions. Um, I do have one more question for you, but we can we can do an outro if you want and see what's up. See what's up.
0: Ah, dude, I don't even know what's going on. Just lay it on me and we'll see. All right,
1: dude. So recently, I've been kind of going over old notes, old textbooks. I've been trying to to kind of re-up on my general physics knowledge for grad school, right? Oh, Jesus. Yeah? Yeah. How do you feel, how do you feel specifically about Einstein's, like, relativity? Like, how... Every time I read it, it just blows my mind. Like, what kind of like, question is, is that? Every time I, read it, like, <laughs> I was just reading about how, so, so specifically right now, I'm in the EM textbook, yeah. which I know you haven't gone through yet. You're about to go through. And I, so uh, Lord no they're going to ask you to buy this textbook. I suggest you buy it. And at the end of the class,
0: Maxwell. Wait no, not,
1: uh, Max. not Maxwell. He's, he's <laughs> the dude. He, Maxwell is the boy. Griffiths. Griffiths is Griffiths. the man. Griffiths, yeah. I, yeah. I suggest you you go through Griffiths. Yeah, you know, you're you're gonna stop somewhere around the intermission point of the Griffiths book. And I suggest, you're right. I suggest because you've already gone through modern that you read chapter twelve. So chapter twelve is special relativity and electric and electrodynamics.
0: I don't have the modern text No No, 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 no. no,
1: no. I suggest, you read, I suggest you read chapter 12 of the E&M textbook. I'll so e, the, you. chapter 12 of the E&M Griffith textbook is Special Relativity and Electrodynamics. So when the class okay. is over, I suggest you read it. And okay. uh, I've been reading it. I read it yesterday. Uh, like I read the first couple sections yesterday. And every time I read yeah. Special Relativity, it blows my mind. How can light move at the same speed, no matter how you're moving? How can things that occur at the same time for me not occur at the same time for you? How, like, explain that to me, Ed. Explain that to I me. I
0: can't, dude, dude.
1: Explain I, that to that's me, That's the Ed. first thing I
0: thought of when I heard of, like, this whole relativity thing, that light is a constant. It, you got you a person standing still, and you have a person on a car, right? Yeah. And they're both holding out a flashlight. How is this how is the speed of the dude on the car, how's the speed of light the same speed as the Bro, dude that's standing I still? It, it it it's insane. It blows right. my mind and it doesn't make sense. It right, really like, doesn't. I'm
1: not telling you how to run your podcast. I'm not telling you
3: that. Yeah. But
1: all I'm saying okay. is that if you were to have a group podcast on special relativity, I would be oh. interested.
0: I'm not smart enough for that, but I will be the host, no, no, you're and a I will, you're I will through 100%. <laughs> I, dude, honestly, that's that's the beauty of physics, though, is, like, that thought experiment, like, anyone can understand, yeah, right? Yeah, it is. And it, it uh, will blow anyone's mind. It's wild. Like, and it's, it's the craziest shit, and it at the same time, like, I don't... I don't get it. Like, it's not physically possible that, you know, anything else but light will travel at a different speed if you're on a train, whereas if you're in standing still. But when it comes to, like, just shining a flashlight, how how does, ah, oh, dude, it's, it, it, it fu- it messes with you, man. It messes. In
1: five, <laughs> yeah. In five years, when you make it big off this podcast, I wanna, I wanna be on that reunion, to talk so about special
0: Oh, dude, for, <laughs> dude, you're the first one. So basically, you're locked in dude, for oh, life. Yeah, I
1: got, I got instant, <laughs> I got instant uh, rights, right?
0: Exactly, <laughs> man. You're the ex that I'm always gonna be talking about. <laughs> I hope so oh Jesus Christ well I think that about wraps it up Um, cool man thanks for coming on it was a lot longer than I I thought it was going to last like 20 minutes but you know no I knew I knew we made it we made it work Uh, (laughs) so anything else you want to say to the people before you head out I don't
1: think so man if they have any questions look up look up my papers man
0: Look up his papers, and he's on uh, he's on SoundCloud at KQED. Oh, um, find some fire tracks. Yeah. Uh, maybe in the future we'll make some collab. Yeah. Who knows? It's a Who good thing to know happened, that if this but... physics
1: things don't work out, we have our rap careers behind us.
0: We got our yeah. bars, dude. We got our bars. We will always have bars.
1: <laughs> physics might work out, but we always have bars.
0: We always have bars, no matter what. And that's a solid career choice for anyone, yeah. so... <laughs>
2: alright,
0: alright, man. Well, I'll let you go. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Um, send me that audio file so I can try and Dude, edit good it. good
1: luck with that, bro. I,
0: if you weren't recording, man, if you were not recording, I'd be so Dude, upset. I
1: have... I'm recording. <laughs> I, I'm looking at the timestamp now. Two hours, 49 minutes. We just passed.
0: So, Holy shit. Good luck
1: recording that. Oh fuck. Dude, I think it will be good. I think we put in some solid stuff. You might have to you might have yeah. to edit out the bathroom breaks.
0: But Yeah, the bathroom think, breaks, the the I think we yeah.
1: summarized both neural networks right now and the state of the NFL perfectly.
0: Boom. That's, That's all, all that matters. And uh go Patrick Mahomes, uh, okay. let's go.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Jared Goff is a, good, is, is a good standstill
0: right now. Nah, he's he trash, good, but he's you know what? It doesn't matter. <laughs> all right, man. All right, you take care now. I'll let you know when this gets all updated and um, yeah. Good, good luck and
1: with the editing part. I,
0: I appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right, man. Take, take care. care. See ya. Bye. I'm
1: going to hang up right now. See ya. It was fun. Thanks for having me.
3: See ya.